Welcome to episode, I want to say 13, I, I could believe be wrong, so. of it, possibly episode 13, so one of those low teens episodes mm-hmm. of Late to the Game, it's a video game podcast, you love those, yeah, I, I love those me. too, that's, like, why, <laughs> that's I mean, why we're making one right now, yeah, uh, yeah, so our, our whole kind of shtick is that we usually talk about games that, uh, are are a little bit older, just kind of games that uh, we're we're catching up on, um, because I know that I personally have a backlog that uh, stretches all the way back to literally the first Mario Brothers. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're get we're getting through the backlog together with some some friends and some fun and some laughs and some joy and some some tragedy. Sometimes, I mean, mm-hmm. none yet, but we'll get there. Look out. <laughs> We gotta get some awards from the, the <laughs> podcast association someday. Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, Joey, um, what have you been playing lately? Alrighty. Uh, excellent question, my good friend Kieran, uh, co-host of the podcast Late to the Game. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> feeling formal today. Uh, okay, so I've been playing uh, some Overwatch. I. I usually jump on and off Overwatch maybe once every like two or three months and I'm like, I forget this game is good. And then I just kind of stop playing for a while. Oh yeah, it's one of those where it's like, you never have a bad time with it, but it's like sometimes you sit it down for a while then you're like, oh hey, I like this. I remember that I've always liked this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there's <laughs> There's a new really... character, right, who has a big Doom Fist, whose name yeah. I think might be Doom Fist. I believe it is. Uh, he's a bitch to fight online. He sucks. Um... <laughs> Like he's like he's good. He's, he's a good yeah. He's really opponent. good, or at least like okay. I like people have been using him very effectively. Uh, I see. Yeah, Overwatch, fun game. You probably already knew that if you listen to this. Um, okay, so I, I've been doing some of that. Uh, I've been playing. I just started up uh, two new games. One of which is Hollow Knight, and uh, Hollow Knight has been really great so far. I am going to pull up my Steam. Uh, profile to see how far or how long I've been actually playing it. I'm guessing sure. like okay, so three hours. Um, and if I understand correctly, Hollow Knight is an indie Metroidvania style side-scrolling adventure game. Absolutely. Yep. It's uh. Okay. It, and you it play was... as a little a little white blob. Yeah. Little, no, that's that's the end. Is not. You play as a little black blob. You're you're like you've got a white mask, but you're just like a little dude. Okay, are you a, ske- a skeleton? You're a bug. Like you're hollow. You're I a bug? Be- I believe you're a bug, yeah. I think everything oh. in the world is a bug. Everything is bugs. Yeah. Okay. So so get on that. Um, Yeah, but uh, like it, it should come as like no surprise at this point that I'm super into Metroidvanias. Um, they're almost all I play recently. and uh, Sometimes you just get on one of those... One of those... Like... You just can't stop yourself. You're just like, I want to play every version of this. Yeah. I'm kind of in the middle of that right now with um, with with fighting games. Yeah. Where it's just like, I don't really care that these are like mildly different. Like, let's just get another one. Just get another one in. <laughs> I get you. Um, yeah, but Hollow Knight so far is fantastic. Um, it it was on Kickstarter. Uh, it had a successful Kickstarter. It um. Like, I feel like for a long time, the big, like, I go to uh, the subreddit called Games all the time just to check out, like, game discussions and stuff. 
and the the big darling of games for the longest time was and i guess still is the witcher 3 and uh i feel like the the big darling right now is um uh hollow knight and doom kind of fell into that category as well and uh 2016 doom yeah 2016 doom and Not like um, 1903 doom or whatever the first 1903 doom came out. yeah uh gold rush era doom um <laughs> uh, yeah but uh like it it absolutely deserves all that praise it's 15 bucks on steam it's coming to the switch eventually uh i'm oh, not cool. yeah i'm not 100 percent sure about other consoles but uh like if you have any interest pick up hollow knight in any like any form that you can it's it's really really well made it's traditionally animated it's gorgeous it's got an incredible soundtrack uh controls are really really tight and uh excuse me uh combat and mechanics are really really satisfying so uh i'm sure other games have done this sorry i watched a um the my only experience with hollow knight is i watched someone playing it at the last um summer games done quick yeah and it's one of those one of those times when like my lack of experience with the game actually like um kept me from enjoying the speed run of it because sometimes like when you when you don't know like how a game is normally played if you were to watch like a speed run of it, then you're like, what is this madness? What is this nonsense on the screen? Absolutely. Because they were they were doing all kinds of like crazy high level stuff. Um just like moving in ways that made no sense to me. And so I was like, it, it took me a while of watching them play to be like, oh, okay, this is a Metroid style game. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so I should look at that game in a context other than someone trying to play it very, very fast. Yes. Because <laughs> it's probably a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> I, I would definitely recommend that um yeah but uh like combat's super simple at least at the very beginning you have one attack which is swipe and you can swipe up and down and left and right and um like uh it's when you attack enemies you have a tiny tiny bit of knockback like you just kind of get sent backwards like a couple of in-game inches and it weirdly adds some weight to your attacks and um getting hit in this game feels terrible it feels about as bad as any game i've ever played which is awesome like every time i get hit it feels like i've done something wrong both because the controls are so tight and also because uh like the the audio visual feedback you get it's like this like there's this weird like almost electric crack that appears across the screen and all of the sound and visuals dim for a few seconds and it's like everything becomes muted and uh in a way that inspires you to be like okay gotta gotta be better than this not like that obstructs your vision oh yeah no not at all like you can you can still see everything perfectly clearly it's just like it it does a really good job of making you feel like you made a mistake and uh it's it's really really cool in that regard um it's got a a really interesting mechanic so far where every time you attack enemies uh with your base attack then you start building up this meter uh, and you can use that meter uh, if you stand still and keep your finger on B, then uh, you can use that meter to refill your health. And okay. um, that being said, it takes a couple of seconds. You kind of have to Dragon Ball Z style charge it up. <laughs> and um, if you let go because you're like in danger's way or something, then mm. you don't get that meter that you just spent charging up oh that's kind of interesting yeah so there's a a really interesting risk reward mechanic uh not Mm. only to that but it also seems like the meter is going to be used for other things i'm not like i'm three hours in so i'm not going to be 
you know, like spoiling any big things, but eventually you get an attack that uses that same meter. So it's a pretty powerful attack and it's also got a lot of range. So you have to ask mm. yourself, is it worth spending this attack to maybe like take care of some tricky enemies or do I want to save it in case I need to be healing later? And cool. uh, it's... I, I heard it described as a, as a Souls-like game by someone. Is that Would you say that's accurate or do you think maybe that's like a stretch of the term Souls-like? Um, I haven't died yet. So I feel like that's okay. where a lot of uh, <laughs> that sort of stuff comes from. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking like meter management seems like that's kind of an important thing, like managing yeah. your Estus flasks and stuff in a, in a Souls game. Sure. Um, so far, it, it's Souls-like in like, because I feel like uh, the, the Dark Souls and Demon Souls, Bloodborne, whatever, all those games were really heavily inspired by games like Metroid and Castlevania in their interconnected level design. So... Uh, you know, Hollow Knight has that, but at that point, it's kind of arguing semantics whether it's inspired by Dark Souls or Metroid. Um, right. But uh, it, it does have that similar kind of oppressive atmosphere and, uh, right. like, really minimal, um, like, storytelling with seemingly heavy lore that mm-hmm. is never really just, like, explained to you. You have to kind of go and explore and uh, sort of mm-hmm. find it on your own. So there's as much or as little story as you're willing to kind of... Uh, invest yourself in and uh, yeah i looked at the screenshots and it did not look like a uh, happy um joyful fun experience it looks kind of <laughs> it looked kind of sad and bleak yeah it's it's got a very melancholy tone uh and the, mm-hmm. the music again the music's absolutely gorgeous and it really lends itself to that as well and uh like enemies so far are varied and require different uh like uh sort of strategies to defeat and stuff and uh I'm I'm just really enjoying everything so far. I've fought a couple of bosses and a couple of mini bosses, and they're all really satisfying, um, and just fun. Uh, my only gripe so far, and this is pretty minimal, but the okay. game is not well optimized. Um, mm. I like, um, just to to get technical, I'm playing on a, a computer with a a GTX 970, um i7-4790K and like 16 gigabytes of RAM. And you just have a jet engine back there, right? Yeah, it's a, it's actually just, um, it's a health hazard, but uh, I, I gotta have my frames. Um, not this, it's like, it, it's just not. Come, I, I gotta have my frames. <laughs> and now, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, when I built this, it was like pretty, pretty top of the line, but now uh, it's, like upper middle i don't know like you know computer upper hardware. middle class uh, upper middle yeah no 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 uh <laughs> like um all i'm trying to say is that uh like the computer specifications here yeah should be more than enough to play the game at a stable frame rate and mm-hmm. uh there are a surprising number of frame skips and uh it's it's yeah it's a it's a 2d game it's visually gorgeous but simple i'm mm-hmm. i'm not really understanding why that kind of stuff is going on when again stuff like the witcher 3 and doom are uh running like pretty pretty flawlessly so yeah i wonder um, if it's more stable on a console because it's like a more closed off platform they can account for better yeah i'm i'm just not really sure but uh, i'd heard that there were optimization issues um like months and months ago and i was kind of hoping that by waiting for a, a good sale to pick up the game that uh I would be kind of like coming in after that. Maybe they had patched it and stuff, but there seems to be no indication of that unless it used to be worse. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other thing is that uh, surprisingly, the game, or not surprisingly, supposedly, the game is very long. Uh, okay. People are saying their playthroughs clock in at like thirty-five to forty hours if they're being somewhat wow. thorough, and. Yeah. It's a it's a fifteen dollar game, so yeah. If it's a game, that's, you're, a, that's a lot of Metroid. Like even Metroid games are not nearly as long as that. Yeah, like I don't think Metroid Prime is that long. Um, <laughs> if if you're interested in this type of game, then like it's it's base price seems more than fair. So, I mean, yeah. I like again. I've only played three hours. For all I know, it falls apart at a uh, three hours and seven minutes. But um, <laughs> uh, right now, based on what I've heard from other people and what I've played myself, I feel pretty comfortable recommending it. Yeah. So you get you get to the yeah. next the very next room from where you are, and there's just a message pops up that says like "So long, suckers!" and then like the Looney Tunes theme plays. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like a really crudely done flash animation of um the uh, <laughs> the dev team taking the Kickstarter money and running. <laughs> And you can't you can't quit the program or shut the game off until you get to the thirty five hour mark. That's why people's um, yeah playthroughs have been like that. Yep. Oh well, I hope that's not the case, Joey. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but speaking of uh, taking the Kickstarter money and running, um, uh-huh. <laughs> part of <laughs> part of a, a recent humble bundle was Mighty Number no. Nine, and um, oh come on, hey, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take the money and run. They they made a video game. Yes. Uh, like, I, uh, I'm. I'll be honest. I, I, I was kind of batting at the low hanging fruit there, um, <laughs> like, a, like a little cat. But um, I see. Here's the thing: is that Mighty Number no. Nine was part of the reason I got that bundle. I've actually been curious about it this entire time, and I've watched gameplay videos and stuff. And it doesn't look absolutely stellar, but it looks like a competent Mega Man style action game with like sharp controls. Like it. It looks fun. It's something I yeah. want to play, and there are ideas in there that are actually really good. Um, there's yeah. The, from from what I understand, it's it's a it's a it's a like the game took so long to come out, and there was such a like strong like groundswell of of support for it when it was first announced because it was like oh my gosh, it's Keiji Inafune, it's the guy, it's it's Mr. Mega Man, it's 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 Mr. Man himself, um, <laughs> who's who's like involved in this. So I think. It's one of those things where it's like people's expectations got way too high. And also maybe like the amount of money they were asking for is kind of a lot considering what the final product was. But I think it's more like this is not an awful game. It's just like a disappointing game. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's disappointing. But yeah, like I've seen I've seen footage of it and it looks kind of ugly. Like I wish it was 2D instead of 2.5D with polygons and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, the dashing through enemies thing looks pretty neat. Yeah. Like I would if it was like a little, you know, if it was like a if it was like a Super NES game or something, I'd be like, "Oh, this is nice. This is fun." Yeah. And um it's actually got a really interesting thing going on that uh I think could add a lot of character to some of the older Mega Man games um or uh you know, any they make going forward where if you beat a boss, you don't destroy them, you just kind of like cleanse them of their stupid and then they're like, oh, "I'm so glad that I don't suck no more." And uh <laughs> Then if you play certain levels, um, certain bosses will jump in, like, at some point in the middle of the level and help you out by, like, getting rid of some obstacles or something. And, oh, that's uh, kind of cool. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, do you ever play Mega Man X? Uh, not as much as I'd have liked to. I started mostly with Mega Man X 4. Yeah, so, and I know, I mean, maybe it's in the later ones too, but in the early ones, it's like, if you, what is it? It's like, there's a, there's a, there's a fire guy. 
Flame Mammoth and what is it? It's something like if you beat this robot master before playing the level of this other robot master, then the level is different. So like you beat one guy and he's like an electrical powered thing. So then like in a different level, there's like an electrical area that's like turned off. So it's like easier to walk around. Yeah. Or it's like there's lava and then the lava gets cooled or something like that. Anyway, sure. it's it's stuff like that. And that's kind of cool. But in Mighty Never Mind, it seems like you don't even have to just murder people. You can <laughs> just <laughs> you can just make them see the error of their ways and then they help you voluntarily. Yeah, like in, in Mighty Number no. 9, it's like they're infected with some kind of virus and you, you kind of use that dash move and you dash through them and rip the virus out. They're like, oh, cool. <laughs> but what you, then aren't you infected with the virus? You're, maybe you have a you have a good immune system. Yeah, you took I don't your know vitamins. What it is, but, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like it, it's deep lore aside, it uh, <laughs> it it looks like a it looks like a game that would at least be worth playing. And I I actually intended to for this show, except I started hearing about uh the game has some really weird memory leaking problems on PC where it like uh and again I'm probably blowing this out of proportion, but um. I, I've seen, uh, I guess, people saying, like, it really fucks with your computer. Like, people have been getting blue screens and shit from it. And really? So the, the virus that Mighty Number no. 9 takes out of the bad guy, he just leaves on your hard drive? Yes, that exactly. Um, yeah, but it's like, everything will slow down, and it's like, it'll use up all of your computer's resources, so the game will slow down to the extent to where everything else you have open will slow down, and then your computer will just crash. Oh, and, God. Yeah. That sounds and, like a pretty serious issue. <laughs> yeah. I Again, that was another thing. I was like, I eh, kind of hoping that was patched, and there's no indication of that. So I it's a game that I'd like to check out, but, you know, I, like, I make my living via, like, the work that I do with this computer. I'm not yeah. going to put my workstation at Jeopardy to play a mediocre game. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess no Mighty Number no. 9 for now. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing an old game that I'm also not very far in. So this, I guess, that's the theme of this episode, right? Is is uh, games we've just we're just dipping our little toesies into. Yeah. Um, I'm playing a beloved classic by many. Uh, some consider it to be one of the greatest games of all time. Beautiful Joe. And it's called <laughs> Beautiful Joe's great. I need I, we need to do an episode about Beautiful Joe because I've never beaten it. Fucking love that game. We'll have to do our beautiful episode, our life is, pot, pot is beautiful um, episode uh, sometime when That's I it. find my copy of Beautiful Joe on GameCube, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I'm playing uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy Tactics on the PlayStation. Oh, cool. PS1. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just barely into I'm maybe like two, two and a half hours in, which is like, I think I've done like two of the battles now because there's, the battles take a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um... And for anyone unfamiliar, Final Fantasy Tactics is a spin-off of the Final Fantasy series of role-playing games that is a turn-based RPG. Um, it's a it's a strategy RPG, so you're uh, moving, you have a set number of units that you move around on a little battlefield, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's like Advance Wars, but before Advance Wars is, was Advance Wars. <laughs> Actually, no, I guess Famicom Wars yeah. came before, yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyway, you move units, you you move them, and then you attack other units, and there's different classes, uh, just like in Final Fantasy. Um, so I don't have a lot of experience with Final Fantasy Tactics. What I have played a lot of back in the day was Tactics Advance, the Game Boy Advance version. Um, and Joey, I'm gonna catch I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this. Um, 
I know a lot of people who are Tactics fans who love the first Tactics game will tell you that Tactics Advance is nothing. Tactics <laughs> Advance, get out of here. Tactics Advance is worthless. Tactics mm-hmm. Advance sucks. I really like Tactics Advance. I think it's a really good game, and I've played a ton of it. Um, I haven't beaten it, um, but I played maybe like, I don't know, maybe like 30, 40 hours of it back in high school. Yeah. Um, and that game's so much fun. I don't know if, did, did you play Tactics Advance? I did not. Uh, so the cool thing about that game, um, okay, so the maybe the common thread here is that both games are kind of oblique when it comes to explaining their um, systems. Because the first time I played Tactics Advance, I had no idea how to like change classes. Because there's a there's a really cool thing that I like a lot in Tactics Advance, where um, equipping items to people lets them use abilities. So like, let's say you have your main character, you can change the class of your main character to like any of these like six base classes. You can be like a soldier or a priest, or I guess it's white mage, white mage, black mage, um, thief, whatever. Um, changing their class uh, changes like what their secondary abilities are because everyone has like attack but then everyone has like a class specific ability so like for the mages it's like use magic obviously Um, for the thief it's like steal so you can like steal money or like steal equipment from people Um, and then to teach them new abilities you equip items to them so like let's say I want to be a thief but what I really want to do is be a ninja which is like an advanced class Uh, you can't normally be a ninja right off the bat but if I give my thief like a katana, then um, while holding that katana, my thief will have the ability to use like shadow technique, whatever. Um, and each time you use it, or maybe just as you get experience, I can't remember, you you like er, like there's a little progress bar by that ability that will fill up. And once it's filled all the way up, now my thief just knows that ability. So now I can remove that katana from their inventory and they still know how to use shadow, whatever. So once they've learned a couple of ninja abilities by equipping items to them, uh, then they can like officially become a ninja. So there was, I had a lot of fun in Tactics Advance, like planning out what I wanted everyone to go into. And then sometimes it was neat to just like throw in a little, just a little like dash of another class for flavor. So you could be like, okay, my guy's a soldier, but he has like this one thief ability too. So he's kind of like a, kind of like a thief. Maybe he was a former thief that became a soldier, whatever. It was cool. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics 1, I am assuming, has a similarly deep and robust class system, but I have no idea how it works, Joey. It's so <laughs> complex, and it's so, um, like, it's like staring at a brick wall. Like, I just, I have a lot of trouble. I think part of it is that the game itself kind of doesn't do a great job surfacing that information, but also, like, I, I need to, like, take some time and, like, dig into it. I have the manual, and it's, like, a legit old school manual that has all the stuff in it. So I need to like sit down with a with a cup of coffee and my reading glasses, my readers, my plus 2.5 uh, reading glasses and just go through, um, like take notes, get like the, get my highlighter out and really figure out how this game works. Cause I'm interested in it. It's a, a lot of fun, um, but boy, is it confusing. Yeah. And, and that's also something I kind of admire about it. Uh, Cause the, the story of the game is basically like it just drops you in in the middle of this like decades if not centuries old conflict between these fictional fantasy world monarchies and it's like it's like it doesn't pull its punches at all it like you are the son 
of the like king of one of the kingdoms at the very end of this 50 year rebellion that sort of ended in this like uneasy truce but there's like other like political undercurrents boiling beneath the surface it's all very intense and they they like just trust that you will be able to figure it out as you go and there's something that i love about that but it's also like it's intimidating it's kind of daunting sure i kind of feel like i'm about to like like, I feel like I'm in, you know, high school history class again. Like, I got to memorize, like, dates and names. There's, like, a compend- There's like a straight-up, like, textbook in the game. You can, like, check the compendium, and it just has a list of, like, every NPC's name. And so you, like, click on them, and they, like, read through. It's like, okay, this so this person uh, was, was the, like, retainer of this other king, but during the 50-year war, they revolted, and there was actually a rebellion, and uh, they defected to the other side. Okay, so this person... Okay... There's a lot to there's a lot to take in. I feel like that's sort of my that's been like my thing these past couple episodes. I feel like as I always talk about like here's this weird, incredibly convoluted and complex storyline that I'm desperately like trying to like cling to and and like eke out some sort of understanding of. <laughs> I feel like that's what I've been talking about for the past like three or four episodes of the podcast. Yeah, it's it's whatever. There's no right or wrong. I don't know. It. I guess that's where my yeah that's where my brain is right now. Yeah. I don't know what could possibly be going on in the real world that would cause me to want to um, uh, just immerse myself in fantasy worlds. <laughs> yeah, man, I just don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I, I know that Final Fantasy Tactics is like this classic, um, and I want to, I want to respect that, and I want to like do my best to um, to get into it and like really give it a good shot because I think it's easy to say like, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of old and it's kind of like. Okay, like one problem I've noticed. Um, let's say you start a battle and immediately you realize you brought the wrong units into the battle. You should have brought a fourth soldier. Instead, you brought another um, alchemist and it's just not going to work right now. Uh, there is no way that I have been able to see. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right menu. But as far as I know, you can't like quit and start the battle over. You have to get up, reset your PlayStation and then start over from the title screen if you want to start the battle over or else de- deliberately like put your units in harm's way to try and kill them as fast as possible so you get a game over as like either way is like oh this is shitty i don't like doing this yeah i feel like a so whole there's a lot of like of... yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i feel like a whole bunch of stuff like that is kind of mo- like i i feel like more and more those are like quality of life things that games have been kind of uh trying to include uh but i feel like it's it's sort of taken a while i feel like games are becoming more and more convenient to play and experience and uh Mm -hmm. sometimes going back to older games it's like wait if i die i just go back to the title screen instead of like my last checkpoint why kind of thing and uh yeah and there's like there's some times where it's more like i don't know i think i think it's actually like a great example of of uh of like inherent biases that we have because i know there's there's games that i've played that i played when i was young and when people complain about them, I'll like show them to them. I'll be like, "Hey, this is this is um, I don't know, like, what's a good example, like Banjo Kazooie or something." And like when you die, you lose all your notes, you know? Yeah. So like I've show someone who's never played Banjo Kazooie that game before, and they like die and they lose all the notes and they get frustrated. And I'm like, "No, it's fine. You're wrong for being frustrated about that. It's okay. It's not. It's not bad." Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, okay, here's an example of a game that I haven't played before, and now it's like, oh, I, I have to reset the game. That sucks. That's bad. And I'm yeah. sure that if there were someone sitting next to me that was a big fan of tactics, they'd be like, no, you're wrong. It's just play better. <laughs> and like, neither of us is right, really. Like in the end, like, yes, games are becoming more easy to navigate. And that is a good thing. 
I think yeah. it's it's easy to be very elitist and say like, well, if you if you aren't good enough, then. But like, it's important to remember that like, no, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are things that have been changed for the better about games, and we should we should celebrate that as opposed to just like being little snooty snooty patooties. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> on that note, um, like you were with me, but I actually somewhat recently played through the entirety of Banjo Kazooie. Um, mm-hmm. But I played through the uh, Rare Replay version, which was a port of the Xbox Live version. Um, right. And it had HD graphics. And um, the like. the most notable change for me was that if you died and you'd collected notes, then... The notable change? Sorry? You, you said the no, the most notable change. Oh, um, I have my. I like, you can't see, but I have my clown nose on, and I'm honking it. Honk honk. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, we are through. <laughs> I I didn't know. I was like, wait, did Joey cut out at just the perfect moment, or am I just getting <laughs> the biggest cold shoulder in podcast history? <laughs> What a compelling way to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry for anyone I freaked out there. <laughs> we got we, we, we to gotta insert some crickets, crickets into that, that pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, no. So, uh, like, I remember when I was younger, like, I didn't even bother trying to get all the notes because I was like, no, this is stupid. Like, you... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it just wasn't fun. And things mm-hmm. like that, uh, I feel like those were concessions because of the hardware that they were working with. So um, the the way that they got around that in Banjo-Tooie was uh, by having uh, like similar numbers of notes that you had to collect, but they would be in bundles of like five as opposed to individual things. So there'd be less things that the system would have to remember if you died. Um, so even though you'd still have like 85 notes, it would only have to remember like, you know... Uh, like four whatever number of uh like note bundles and that way it could yeah yeah so uh that kind of stuff uh uh, the the remake of banjo kazooie is better uh (laughs) yeah yeah i remember watching you playing that and yeah i was thinking to myself like this is uh, this is nice like there's there's no reason to like pine for having to be really careful about collecting all these notes because it's just it's not fun to have to do it over again yeah i got it's not fun to get up and reset your game it's not fun to collect all the notes you already collected a second time definitely i got instinctively and preemptively angry whenever i would die and they'd be like oh oh oh, it's okay and like (laughs) you'd you'd get like pre-angry about something that wasn't even a problem yeah (laughs) that's Um, funny yeah no but I, i totally get what you're saying about just kind of older older design choices um sometimes being a little frustrating and um Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna play some more tactics and i'll get back to you when i have mastered it okay when the 50-year war is is but a distant memory and the bright future of the land of ivalice rings across the horizon like a pleasant morning dew (laughs) i uh i actually own the psp remake of final fantasy tactics called war of the lions and, oh uh, okay so maybe i'll maybe i'll play alongside you and uh hey yeah i wonder if they if they address the exact issue we've been talking about in the remake i hope they did that would be actually yeah can you can you like if nothing else can you like check that by, by next <laughs> episode 
Uh, sure. Like, you don't have to play through it, but but just let me know if there's if there's like a way to to reset the game. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, cool. Also, uh, like that that land. Did you call it Iblis? Is that what it's called? It's it's Ivalice. 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 I v a l i c e. Uh, something kind of interesting is that uh, like you were talking about that world's kind of deep history and lore and all that kind of stuff. Uh that world is also the setting for uh final fantasy 12 oh yeah they don't usually do that huh they usually do a different like a new like a fresh clean slate for every final fantasy game yeah that's so, neat i wonder like does it take place after tactics uh truth be told i'm not sure i'd just be kind of like haphazardly guessing but mm. uh i i do know that i think it at least takes place in the same world and uh I think that's, that's cool because cool. it, it really yeah because it really like it feels like there was a lot of thought put into this this game like maybe even a little too much thought <laughs> it's just like okay I just want to I just want to move some units around on the map and, and have a little a little fun story but no yeah. they're like they're getting into like the real nitty-gritty so that's cool that they are able to use that for something else like might as well right yeah um if you are looking for something similar that does kind of uh like that that's a little bit more digestible and people are probably going to get on to me for this because i haven't played enough of it to <laughs> give this uh recommendation to be sure but uh disgaea uh, i played oh yeah yeah it's another game i uh played and also own the psp remake of i own afternoon of darkness which is the remake of the first disgaea or like port whatever it's got some little extra bits and tits but uh so lots of boobies um that game <laughs> sorry uh that game is really interesting um it like i i played a little bit of war of the lions and it's very very similar in it's sort of setup and like gameplay stuff but uh there are weird systems in place where you can enter any of your weapons and fight inside of each individual weapon you have as a randomly generated like tactics arena and i what? think <laughs> i think they have infinite levels and it's like as you fight inside of your weapons you make them stronger and oh. uh like there are all kinds of crazy systems like that and like your characters <laughs> can reach like like level 9999 uh, <laughs> like all kinds of shit like disgaea has a terrifying amount of depth I might have to check that out. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we need to make this weapon stronger. Oh, I'll get my, I'll get the the stone to sharpen it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come with me. Step inside. Blue skidoo <laughs> into that shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, you want to take a break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more. Sounds good. Let's blue skidoo into the next segment. Okay. That's what he sounds like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just in book. <laughs> All right. See you later. <laughs> See ya. We broke the break. Welcome back, people. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome back, Joey. And cards on the table. It's been a couple of days since we recorded the first half of this. Um,. I honestly can't really remember what we were talking about before we went to the break, <laughs> but uh, I think we were talking about games that we were just getting started with, and I don't, I, I, 
I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I do know because we discussed this right before we started recording. I don't know about <laughs> you, Joey, even though I do, but you have since played a lot more of that game you're talking about. And yeah. I've played a lot more of the game I was talking about, too. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe maybe wonderful. maybe you have more to say. So do you mind if I go first? By all means. OK, so I played a little bit more of Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, like when we got off the, the, uh, the, the call the other day, I was like, I'm going to I said I was going to give this game some more time and I'm going to do that right now. So I just like sat down with it right then. And um, so it it's long story short is making a lot more sense to me uh the things that i was um frustrated by as far as like not understanding the systems i i understand them better um the one thing that is still really frustrating is i still can't figure out how to restart a match so if things are going bad it's you know i have to get off the couch i know it's really hard to get off the couch but <laughs> i have to get off the couch and reset the playstation and then sit through the start menu and also <laughs> the menu the cursor on the main menu defaults to new game. So I sometimes I'll get frustrated and I'll be mashing the start button to get through the opening cutscene, like the like the uh, like the title screen, um, like opening movie. But if I mash it too much, then it'll get to the main menu and then I'll hit new game and then it'll start a new game and I'll have to do the whole thing again. <laughs> so <laughs> that's still frustrating. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I did was so the game has this whole like um, like big tutorial compendium of knowledge so you there's like you, you hit tutorial and there's just like this long 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 list of like how to do everything in the game and this is not this is not a good way to teach players how to play your game i don't think because <laughs> um, basically you have to like go through like every you have to like figure out what it is you actually want to learn about so for me it was like i don't really know how to like change jobs or like what that means or why i would want to so i had to like find the thing about jobs on the list and hit hit the circle button like hit the confirm button and then it's like a it's like a guided tutorial where like the computer is sort of controlling your cursor but they control it at a very slow pace so it's like first select the third menu option then you see the cursor being like bloop bloop <laughs> Now hit the confirm button. Ding. Now go to the third sub menu. Bloop, bloop. I mean, it's not that slow. I'm exaggerating for comedic effect, but it's hard to like sit through it and be like, okay, there's like one thing that I need to know about. I'm not too sure about, so I need to watch this whole thing full of information that I'm already kind of familiar with. So, all I'll say is that system I think could have been like implemented into the game in a little bit more of a natural way because they kind of just drop you into the game and assume that if you have any questions you'll view the tutorial yeah uh, but i think i would have appreciated like a little bit more tutorialization because it's not really a game where you can learn by doing like there's mm -hmm. a lot of like there's there's one menu that i just didn't know i could access because it's like if you go into one sub menu and hit the triangle button it brings up like a different set of menus so it's like oh oh okay so i needed i needed to know that and i didn't even know that it was an option because like the screen's just blank and if you hit triangle, a thing comes up. But why would you hit triangle under normal circumstances? Anyway, <laughs> um, so that's that. I think they could that that could be a little bit better. Um, and but the cool thing is that so once I figured it all out, the uh, the job system is like really really cool, Joey. Okay. Um, so so basically like as you earn as you just like play. So everyone has a job, and that's like your class. So it's like 
the Kirin unit is going to be a soldier, and the Joey unit, you're going to be a chemist, okay? So you have the ability to, like, toss items to me, um, which is kind of cool, because, like, before you get real healers, you just have, like, a guy holding a bunch of potions. <laughs> so that so that's you. You're, you're Joey the chemist, and, like, when, when someone needs healing, you just, like, pull one of the potions out of your backpack and just, like, chuck it at my head. And I guess it, like, smashes on my face, <laughs> and I, like, lap up the, the potion juice. <laughs> so so that's, how, that's how healing works. But then, like, so once you, um, so you earn experience points just, like, for yourself as a, as a character. So, like, Joey is lab level two, but also you earn a separate pool of experience points. I think this is how it works for, like, your job. So you can level up as a, as a chemist. So then, like, the cool thing is that once you become a level two chemist and you have, like, learned some abilities from in your chemist class, now you have earned the ability to change classes to be, like, a, like a priest or something like that. So now you can quit being a chemist uh, you'll you'll put on your white robe instead of your blue pants, and now you're a priest, and now you know like uh, cure spells, so you can actually heal instead of just throwing potions at me. Okay. Um, and so the way it works is like you earn uh, job points whenever you do stuff as your job, and then you can spend those job points on abilities. So I think I was saying like in the Game Boy Advance version, you learn abilities by equipping items, which is yeah. kind of a weird way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this way is is a lot more straightforward. Although it didn't make sense to me at first because I didn't read the, the tutorial, but yeah, so you just earn like job points, then you just spend. It's like um, so like as a as a squire, it's like I can earn the ability like throw rock or something like that, and that costs like two hundred job points. So once I've earned two hundred job points, I can just cash those in in between battles and be like, okay, now I can throw a rock. And then like there are some classes where it's like, okay, you need to have uh, like this many abilities from the squire class and this many abilities from the, the, the chemist class and now you can be like an archer or whatever. Um, so they, the cool thing is, well, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of frustrating. Um, they don't tell you how to, like, they don't tell you like the recipe to, to be a certain class. So there's all kinds of classes that are like locked to me. Like I don't know how to access them. So I can be like a samurai or something like that. But I don't, like to do that, I probably need like some skills from the soldier class and maybe some skills from like a magic class too. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's sort of like you're sort of like discovering these things on your own. Like uh, they they encourage you to experiment and like give people weird jobs that um, they wouldn't normally have. So like this, I had, this didn't work at all and I lost very badly. But <laughs> like the the main character is pretty strong. Like the like your character that you name yourself. But I was like, ooh, I wonder if I can be some sort of like magic, um, like magic and attacking hybrid if I become a, squ- uh, a chemist right now. So I changed my, my job to chemist and I was like, okay, I'll just try and make this work. It didn't work at all because I'm the strongest character on my team and they really needed me to be doing damage. And as a chemist, you can't equip big swords, you can only equip little knives. So that was a disaster. But they are like, they do a, do a good job of encouraging you to like mix and match and try and like create your own like taste sensations as it were <laughs> on your team and it's really cool and i'm gonna keep playing it because it's a really cool game um yeah that's it <laughs> yeah so if anyone was was upset about the things i said about final fantasy tactics before the break i played it more and i understand it better now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks really fun it's a it's a game i've had interest in for a long while yeah i think it's i think it's kind of expensive um i got it as a present just from somebody who like already owned it uh, but yeah, probably, um, I think you can download it. I think it's like a PS one classic or whatever that you can probably get on the PlayStation store. Yeah. And, uh, That's probably I, the right way to do it. 
Yeah, I, I actually already downloaded it a while back. I just haven't really sunk my teeth into it yet. Um, I and it's the... like you you have to sink your teeth into it too. Like it's yeah. it's like a I I tried to, I went to like um, how long to beat. I don't know. Do you ever use that website? Uh, not really, but I know of it. Yeah, so you, you there's people like rate their times and like how long it took them to beat a game, and it's good for me because it's like okay, how much time do I really want to sink into this? So I was thinking, okay, it's tactics, it's a spinoff. It's not going to be like a full length RPG. It's a it's a full it's like a forty hour like full full oh, length yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta like be ready. So I'm kind of like <laughs> regretting getting into it right now because like I'm into it, but it's like oh man, this is like gonna take up a lot of my time. I'm gonna take up yeah. Yeah. Um. No, but I, I downloaded uh, War for the Lions on the Vita, which is the PSP remake of Okay, sure, Tactics. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, that, that all sounds cool. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Tactics, uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle comes out in a few days. And half of this podcast is very excited. <laughs> half of this podcast is cautiously optimistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the other half is rude and derisive and <laughs> should, should probably stop being such a grump. Yeah. What are we? The game... Uh, Don't say it. Oh, shit. Oh, I break the myself game, into a corner. The game Forest Gumps. That's us. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, okay, this is really weird, but I keep... Okay, this is a little technical behind the scenes for everybody. Uh, my... <laughs> My volume for my recording, I don't want my voice to come across as too loud, so I keep turning it down, and I'm watching it literally turn itself back up to max. <laughs> oh my god. It's really weird, and uh, I'm sorry if the audio sounds a little uh, a little fucky this time, but... Uh, the, the rise uh, of the machines has begun, the, sing- the singularity, singularity? Solidarity. <laughs> Skynet and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, in, uh... Uh, we we, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but in that uh, abnormally long break, I actually went from only having played 10 minutes of Sonic Mania to uh, beating it. And, um, <laughs> it was quite a break. <laughs> holy shit. What an incredible game. Um, I... So I'm I'm not going to talk about spoilers um, right now. I'm probably going to talk about them later, but I'll I'll give due warning. Uh, and it's not okay. story stuff, because uh, is there a story? Barely. Um, okay. But, but good lord, there's some really really cool little bits and tits that I kind of want to talk about because they're a, a large part of why I love this game as much as I do. But they are definitely spoiler territory. So I'll, I'll warn. I'll give good warning before I do that. That's, I think that's the mark of a good platforming game, right? Is you're like, man, these platforming mechanics constitute a spoiler that I wouldn't want to ruin for someone. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, if I'd never played Mario 3 before and someone was like, oh man, you go and you get to be giant in this one area, or, or like tiny, I mean, be like, mm-hmm. oh man, that would have been a really cool thing to see. Why, and why there's a green shoe, and they only use it in one level for some reason. And everybody loves it. <laughs> Dude, as a kid, like... I, I fucking adored it. I would play that one level over and over and over because I loved that goddamn shoe. <laughs> it's a good shoe. It's a great shoe. It's maybe the best shoe in video games. That, Kieran, are you forgetting about Isaac Clarke's boot in Dead Space? <laughs> uh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that boot. That's... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll give you the boot. Am oh, I you right? mean you mean the attack when he when he's like he has two attacks. He has like the the ineffectual swing where he's like, Ugh, and then he has the stomp where he's like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Um, go go play Dead Space. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, yes. Okay, Sonic Mania. <laughs> Sonic Mania, sweet buttery Christ. Um, it is. I. I think it's the best Sonic game ever made, and is it is it better than Sonic Adventure? <laughs> is Sonic Adventure a Sonic game? Here? <laughs> is it is it better than Sonic Two? Honestly, I think so. Is it better than Sonic Three and Knuckles? I do believe so. Yes, and then then I this, guess it is the best Sonic game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, this is coming from someone who played probably hundreds of hours of those games when I was younger, uh, like, still plays them every now and again to this day, uh, mm -hmm. loves them. I, I do have complaints with them. They're not perfect games, but so much about those games is great, and Sonic Mania understands exactly what those things are and capitalizes on them. And, um, like, I, I think I made reference earlier to uh, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, how... Um, New Super Mario Brothers, like, it never felt like a... And, like, Sonic 4 as well. Um, I think those were bad sequels to the older games, like, the kinds of games that they tried to build themselves as, because mm -hmm. they didn't feel like sequels. They just kind of felt like almost weird, toned-down greatest hits compilations, but... Yeah, they weren't yeah. even good at that because they took out so many of the interesting elements from those games. Like, it, neither of those were as big or feature-rich or creative or interesting as the games that preceded them. So yeah, They uh, felt kind of, like, sanded down, like, here's the important things while also, like, getting rid of the... Or, like, without that, like, that soul, that, like, adventurous soul <laughs> that made the old ones so interesting. Yeah, like, um, you take Sonic 4, let's say episode 1, it's like, and I, I know that's a game that's universally detested, but, uh, they're like, here's Sonic 4, and you get excited because you think of where Sonic 3 and Knuckles left off, and then you start daydreaming about new features and, like, new, like, an adventurous sort of outlets, and you, you pick up the game, and it's based on Sonic 1 with mm -hmm. way shittier physics and wonky <laughs> visuals and, like, <laughs> stupid mechanics yes um, like it includes mechanics built for 3d in a 2d game like the homing attack mm -hmm. and it's like um you can't play as knuckles you can't play as tails um there's like a third of the zones uh so so much of it is uh like reused themes and things from uh older games uh it's like there, there was no love there. That felt like it was spat out by a marketing machine. And mm -hmm. I think that is the biggest differentiator for Sonic Mania is passion. Because you pick up... Um, so to be clear, that was... That, you, you weren't just talking about Sonic Mania. You were talking about a hypothetical bad Sonic game. Oh, no. I was talking about Sonic 4. Episode Oh, one. Sonic 4. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, there's no need to dip to the hypotheticals when you want to bring up a bad Sonic game. They, <laughs> they make them for every day of the fucking week. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Hey, hey, Joey. Hey, yeah. I don't want to freak you out, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. That thing you were talking about, about the microphone, like the sensitivity going up without you making it happen. 
Uh, that's happening to me too right now. <laughs> I th are, are we gonna die? Probably. Is the, but, um... is the internet going to come to life and kill us both right now? I'm watching the, the, the meter raise in real time. Yep. Yep, it just slides. What is going on? Okay. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just keep an eye on it. If you, yeah. if you hear, like... If you hear, like, a sudden, like... And then, like, the sound of, like, a... Like, something... Like, I have, like a skull hitting the floor. Uh, call for help. Uh, I, I have been strangled by my own microphone cord. Uh, and it was not an accident. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, Joey. I have to keep talking about Sonic Mania. Hopefully we can make it through this podcast. Yeah, no worries. And again, genuine apologies if the audio quality is kind of weird here. <laughs> there it goes! Yes. Stay still. This is probably going to be not our greatest achievement. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, pushing forward. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, uh, bringing up New Super Mario Brothers again, you can tell that those games are really, really competently made. Um, but they just—it's—they lack all of the passion of the old games and the creativity. It was a team of artists that were like, "Hey, let's make something." And the new Super Mario Brothers feels like a team of, like, very skilled craftsmen being like, let's make this for money. Like, it, <laughs> it, it just wasn't, like... And so that's what Sonic Mania really is. It's the first game since, like, you know, Super Mario World and, uh, like, Sonic 3 and Knuckles and stuff to really feel like those sorts of games from that era, in my opinion. Um, that's really cool. So, um... So a lot of Sonic Mania, you, I mean, I think we went over this last time before the break, but a lot of it is uh, remixes of old Sonic levels, right? Yes. So, but, uh, you, but you don't like you don't look at that and say like, oh, this is kind of like I wish they had they had branched out more. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, I do, but I I think the reason so there are twelve zones in the game, uh, four are new, eight are returning. And, um, okay. I think the reason that is, is because it was, a, I think it was a cost-saving measure because Sega was kind of hesitant to really bank on this game. Um, and from everything I've heard, it's doing supremely well, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard nothing but praise from it, basically. Yeah, it's, it is phenomenal stuff. So that's, um, I mean, that's a good sign. Like, that's, hopefully Sega takes that and says, like, wow, this is, like, um, Turns out fans like it when you put, like, love and care into your games. <laughs> and hopefully, yeah. I, I hope because the, um, the the lead on this was, like, a Sonic fan game maker, right? I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, just about all um, the leads were from the Sonic fan community. Like, the, the composer, uh, it's Christian Whitehead, and uh, right, I forget his right. name, but there's a, another guy. And, uh, like... I think, like, the lead level designer and, like, uh, the lead programmers, uh, again, the lead composer, they're all, like, Sonic fans who got their start in the Sonic fan community. Um, that's, that's really cool, and I and hopefully what this means for them is that they are able to get, like, um, the opportunity to either make a new Sonic game, maybe even from scratch, or even just, like, get a new, like, like have a new project that's all their own. Uh, I would love it if that, that was, like, the... Um, the result of all this sure definitely um yeah but uh let, let me go like i keep talking about how special this game is without really going into why so <laughs> okay sure uh I, I feel like i should try to justify that um so 
Uh, oh, also the reason that I don't really mind that there are so many reused zones as much as I would in, like, Sonic 4 or Generations that did really similar things. Um, in, in Sonic Mania, uh, every zone is two acts, and um, the first act is kind of like uh, a mixture of the f like both acts before um, with some like interesting new little areas and stuff. Uh, but act or zone two is where um, they just kind of act, take act this. Two. Is it okay? Yeah. So the, the zone is like the overall theme, and then the, it's separated into two acts, right? Gotcha. Thank you. So so the the first act is like. Uh, making you remember why you liked the zone in the first place. Yeah. And then the second act is like, oh, also we got tricks too. Yeah, like um, act two is always really, really creative. Like, um, I, I guess I may as well go ahead and start getting into spoilers here. Um, so, because uh, I'm, I'm going to get into, I guess, somewhat specifics. But um, so chemical plant zone, uh, it's like act two there are these giant vials of uh, liquid that you jump on top of and they turn that blue goo that you saw everywhere before into like something you could bounce off of. And oh yeah, I heard about this. This is really cool. It reminds yeah. me of Portal 2 a little bit. Yeah. And um, so that opens itself up to some really interesting stuff. Um, later on when you go to uh, uh, Flying Battery Zone, uh, Act 2, you're running on like the outside of the ship and then go back to the inside and keep switching back and forth. Um... That's there, cool. yeah, there are levels where you get to jump between the background and the foreground. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, like, uh, there's uh, it's just so so much good stuff. Um, <laughs> the music, uh, this is like on the same level of like Katamari Damacy and uh, and like Ocarina of Time as the best OST in a video game in my opinion like wow this video game music like doesn't get a whole lot better than this just music in general it is incredible <laughs> stuff this is really high praise geez yeah i sorry again like uh a lot of this stuff might come down to personal preference like i i love this kind of music it's it sounds and feels very very sonic but mm -hmm. like even if you're not a huge fan of sonic like it's just so well done um, <laughs> and they didn't even have uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, uh, not not even little Mikey Mike. Um, <laughs> As you know. he's known by all. Yeah, in a, <laughs> a colloquially. Um, yeah, but uh, okay. So now I'm gonna start getting into the super super spoilers. Uh, uh -oh. Unless do do you care if I spoil it, Karen? No, it's okay. Go for it. Okay, the game uh, like bear references to other shit that are fucking mind-bogglingly cool. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, it, at the end of Studiopol yeah, Studiopolis uh, Act 1, uh, the like there's a TV behind you, and it makes a really faint buzzing noise, and that okay. buzzing noise is the exact buzzing noise that was present during Sonic's 25th anniversary livestream that kind of ruined the entire thing. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's, it's so cool. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, dude, the boss, like, uh, the boss of a uh, chemical plant zone, 
you're just like running and then you you're sunk through a tube and you're just standing next to Robotnik like facing the camera and you're like what the fuck is going on and then some colored orbs start falling down and you're playing goddamn Puyo Puyo and the boss is just Puyo Puyo you just have to play Puyo? yeah Oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, and then that Puyo Puyo mode is unlockable. Um, oh my god. And it's just fucking fully featured Puyo Puyo. And uh, it's it's so good. And there's a boss later on that um, starts like uh, changing shape. And the shapes that he changes into are the most obscure fighters from Sonic the Fighters. So you have to fight, you have to fight uh, Fang the Sniper, Bean the Dynamite, and like Ark the Polar Bear. Uh, all like fucking beautifully animated with sprite, like pixel art. And it like- Oh my God. Like this is fan service of the highest order. And yes, I am a Sonic fan. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think if you don't give a rat's ass about Sonic and you're just looking for a decent platformer, I still think this game delivers. Um, sure. Like, the level design is, in my opinion, and by a wide margin, the best that Sonic has ever had. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, these levels have... I swear they have, like, a dozen different routes each. Like, they're way more, like, multi-layered than any of the older stuff. Uh, like, even yeah, Sonic I've heard, CD. I've, I've heard a lot about about that and it's interesting because um that was always something that actually like bothered me about sonic games was like how many different like it was overwhelming the amount of different paths that were in the game but at the same time like i never felt um comfortable like exploring them because the game is so like focused on on like moving forward and moving quickly and what i've heard at least from other people who have been talking about the game is that um because there's like a time trial mode in it, right? Or there's like a like there's some incentive to get high scores. Yeah. Um so uh th- there's like an easy and like maybe less stressful way to explore the level uh that's built into the game and in doing so they it's kind of like teaching people that were never like the hardest of hardcore Sonic fans cuz like I never memorized any level layouts in a Sonic game. Um so like this time trial mode is maybe like allowing people who were not like that into Sonic to like understand why the hardcore Sonic fans loved the Sonic games because like the intricate like multi-layered levels have always been part of Sonic uh, at least from like maybe not one so much but uh, definitely from from like two onward yeah uh, and so like allowing people like a way to be like okay just practice this level and like explore and like figure out the fastest way to get through this level because there's lots of different ways to do it I think that's a really neat thing uh, that is like again like this whole thing is like a love letter to Sonic so I think yeah. like allowing people part of that is like allowing people to understand why Sonic is loved because it's it's easy to forget, Joey. It's easy to forget why anyone ever liked Sonic in the first place. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So if this game does one even one thing, and that one thing is just like get people to understand the appeal, <laughs> then I think that they've succeeded, right? Yeah, it's. It's all just so lovingly done. Like, all of the animation and sprite work is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Just, like, the art direction in general is fantastic. The, like... Really, I I have so few complaints. It's (laughs) it's just a dense, like, incredibly good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Some complaints I do have are uh, uh, Blue Sphere... Like the bonus stage from Sonic Three and Sonic yeah. and Knuckles and all that shit. Um, 
so uh, whenever you pass a, a goalpost, like, checkpoint thing, I, I think those are two different things. Whenever you pass the checkpoint, uh, I, I don't know what exactly triggers it. Maybe you need to have, like, 30 or 40 rings or more or something, but it's almost every single checkpoint uh, is an opportunity to oh, play. Oh, it's, like, it's a little too much almost? It's way too much. Like Because yeah, get blue spheres lasts a long time if you're, like, going for it. Absolutely. If, um, if you're... If you take every opportunity that you get to play Blue Sphere, uh, you will probably spend as much time playing Blue Sphere as you do the main campaign, if not more. <laughs> right, right. Um, and that being said, like, you can avoid that. Like, you just don't have to do it, so... Right, but it's hard to it's hard to turn that part off, because it's like, oh, this is an opportunity for something more. Like, I should take it. Yeah. Why would I not? But, um... I remember that being the case when I was playing regular Sonic, like, Sonic 2... Uh, and three both have like goalpost mini games. Yeah. And at a certain at a certain point in the game, I remember just like skipping them because it's like this is or like doing it but like dying immediately because like oh, it's just I don't need this anymore. Like let me just get back to the game. Yeah, I uh, I could agree with that. Um, yeah, but what those do is uh, they unlock um, some incredible extras. Um, like okay. when. So Blue Sphere isn't for Chaos Emeralds in this game. There's a different okay. uh, game for that, and I could talk about that in just a minute. But uh, in this game, you uh, like you get medals um, every time you complete Blue Sphere, either just by getting all the blue balls or um, getting every ring possible. And um, then uh, you use those medals. Like, they unlock different features. And I will say that the way that those features are explained is a little obtuse. It'll just say, like, you unlocked insert blank here, but they don't tell you where it is or how to use it. And you can okay. only use it in non-save files by, like, hitting a special button, so it's really obtuse. Um, okay. But, uh, so some of the things that you unlock, uh, you can you can unlock and Knuckles mode, which... Uh, I, I heard about that. Yep. You can play as any character with Knuckles, including Knuckles. And be Knuckles um, and Knuckles. Yep. And then uh, at the end of the game, uh, Knuckles is, like, sitting in a, like, rocket car. He's like, everybody, hop on! And so if you're Knuckles and Knuckles, you both jump on as the three Knuckles ride off into the sunset or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it's it's really awesome. And it's like, yeah, that's capitalizing on the meme. But also, like, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to play as Sonic with Knuckles behind him or, like... Yeah, that's, that's, that's just cool. Yeah, like, that's just cool shit. Um... And uh, some of the other stuff is you can unlock um, the Insta Shield from uh, Sonic and uh, or like Sonic Three, or you can unlock the Super Peel Out from Sonic CD. Um, oh yeah, that was neat. That was a yeah. neat thing to add. Uh, you can this unlock. Was, this game was made by Sonic fans, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, good lord, what else? Um, you can unlock debug mode, uh, where you can just like drop items wherever you want. Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen people spelling things out in rings. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's other stuff, but, like, again, you can unlock the, the Puyo Puyo mode. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, also the, the special stages are far and away the best that Sonic has ever had. Um, Is that the one where you're, you're kind of in, uh, like, Sega Saturn era 3D and you're yes. chasing a, you chase something? Yeah, you chase a UFO that's holding a Chaos Emerald. And uh, okay. the way it works is there are a bunch of blue spheres around, and you get those to uh, gradually increase your running speed, and then you get rings to increase. Like It's like Supersonic, where every ring is a second um, off your timer. Oh, I see. Yeah, so um, they're, they're really, really fun. 
and like is that, visually is that distinct. Is your preferred method of getting a Chaos Emerald? What's what's your what's your favorite way to get a Chaos Emerald in Sonic? Is oh, it the, that the half easily. pipe game from Sonic Two? No, no, no way. Uh, no, <laughs> I I never liked the half pipe, and I never liked um, the uh, blue sphere to the point where when I like. I've never gotten Supersonic in either of those games. And again, I spent like hundreds and hundreds of hours playing them just because they were fun to replay, but mm-hmm. I didn't even bother. I was like, this isn't fun. Um, I, I but, like uh, Get Blue Spheres as a game. Um, yeah. But I think it's like, it's almost, it's like you were saying before, it's like, it's too different the from from the main game. So yeah. it's like, it's like practicing just two separate video games. Like, okay, I'm going to stop playing Sonic for a little bit. And I'm going to play Get Blue Spheres. <laughs> Yeah, you can also unlock like a fuck ton of extra blue sphere levels that have like new mechanics and all kinds of shit. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I uh, like as a pretty hardcore Sonic fan, I can't think of anything this game like didn't have that I was like, ooh, ooh, I really want insert word here, like whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah. it sounds like they had they had the freedom to to like put all of the little things in that were like, what would a really hardcore Sonic fan want in this game? Yeah. Let's drop it in, yeah. Like, they have a whole bunch of references and callbacks to um, the Master System and Game Gear versions of Sonic. Oh, really? Uh, I've never played those. Yeah, I played some of the Game Gear ones. Uh, so I was like, I know those sound effects. Like, what the hell is that? And it's like, <laughs> man, it, it really is just, it's fan service, but it's fan service done right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, they're not just saying like hey look at this thing it's like they remember what made it special in the first place and yeah uh it i've been watching countless videos of other people like other sonic fans playing sonic mania and even non-sonic fans playing sonic mania just because it's such a lovingly crafted game that like the degree to which it makes other people happy is infectious just <laughs> watching them play it it's i know oh, that i'm heaping that's, crazy that's great yeah i know that i'm heaping crazy praise on it but i feel like it's relatively uh rare to find a game that's just like hey let's just ma- like like let's make a game that focuses solely on being fun and then just absolutely yeah. nails it and yeah. like seeing like the childlike glee and other people and myself like playing the game i'm like this is genuinely something really special like this isn't just a, a good sonic game this is this is like a this is the best like thing this community has gotten or produced since its inception it's <laughs> it's a really really good time um i think we should i think we should wrap up pretty soon because we do have the other the other half um, oh yes uh, that's that's awesome that Sonic Mania is so good and and real real quick uh, I want I think I've already maybe I've already done it on this podcast before but I do want to shout out uh, Freedom Planet uh, which I know you didn't like as much as I did but that was like an earlier uh, so this was a, an indie game that came out that was going to be a Sonic fan game but they, I think they might have gotten like a cease and desist or something so they decided to spin it out into its own thing and it nobody talks about it it kind of got like forgotten maybe to some degree i mean people people said that it was good and everything but like i i just want in this era where people are enjoying sonic games again uh to like give it its due like hey if you're if you finish sonic mania and you want some more like good um sonic fan uh content uh check out freedom planet because it's it's also good (laughs) maybe it's not as good as sonic mania but (laughs) it's doing its own thing and it's and i and i respect it a lot for that yeah i uh I definitely recommend Freedom Planet as well. It's a it's a really really good game. I 
like, I have some minor quibbles with it. Like, I found it frustrating at points for maybe not the greatest reasons, but it's, uh, it's, it's really well made. Yeah, go, go play Sonic Mania, and then if you're still itching for more Sonic, you can go play Freedom Planet. <laughs> yeah. There's the um, deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. One last thing about Sonic Mania is, okay. uh, like, that's one of the most replayable games that I've picked up in God knows how long. Like, I beat the game, and the first thing I wanted to do was to jump back in, and I feel like I read <laughs> that shit in reviews constantly, but this is one of the first times that I was like, no, like, I, I want to yeah. do it again. Yeah. And, uh... It's, it is absolutely like, uh, you know, at the risk of sounding like I'm just kind of drowning you in hyperbole, this genuinely feels like a gift to the community, like the Sonic community. I mean, like, (laughs) if you're a Sonic fan, like this is as good as it gets. You heard it here, folks. And (laughs) we'll be, we'll be back in however many months when Sonic Forces comes out, which I'm sure is going to be just as much a labor of love, right? I... I know that you keep talking about how Sonic Forces doesn't look great, and I'll I'll totally concede that it doesn't look like it's going to be like incredible by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it's probably going to be good. I think it'll be at least decent. I don't think it's going to be bad. Yeah. I, okay. I think I think that uh, people will get a lot of joy out of the character creator, and I uh, honestly I think I might have said this already before, but I I kind of want it just to make characters. I want <laughs> sure. actually I want to go over to someone's house. And make the the dumbest looking character I can actually. Uh, I'm I'm totally down. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe that's gonna be about it for this installment. Yeah. Of the greatest podcast ever made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Our new title. <laughs> yeah. Um, Late to nothing because we're perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you guys have any uh, requests for future games you want us to talk about or do let's play of or what have you. Uh, you can email us at Joey and Kieran. Kieran spelled K I E R A N. Uh, late to the game at gmail.com. So send us an email and uh, maybe you'll even hear our, our sweet, sweet digital voices via text. So receive an email in response. <laughs> yep. <laughs> totally understood what that was trying to say. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Joey. Yeah. And yep, yep. all you lovely listeners out there, have a great day. Please do. And if you're feeling like shit, pick up Sonic Mania. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>